Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Reason why you can give the tithe and the offering, yet you don't see the result that it is. Because you are giving to God as though he needs it. He doesn't. He's actually showing you faith and love. Can you be... Listen, even in, the, in our world, if you are diligent with somebody, they like you. If you're not diligent, they don't like you. That's why when I was teaching you, I remember when I was teaching you about seed. I told you, how I wish when it's time for seed, everybody, you don't need 20 Ghana, you don't need 200 Ghana, you don't need 500 Ghana. All you need is a 20 pesos, a 1 CD, a 50 pesos, and tell God, me, every time that I go into your house, I'm going to give this seed. The Bible says that as the clouds gather, the rain shall come. The more you give the seed, the more your clouds are gathering. That is why it is not, we don't compel, compel you, bring 100, bring that. No. <laughs> so every day you don't have money because you don't have any harvest. Why are you complaining you don't have? Because you have not sown anything. And when you sow once today, then you sow uh, another time. Now see, when you are done enjoying this harvest, it means from here to there, there is no harvest for you. Me, I don't joke with my seed. Every day, even when I, we are going out for ch- to other places, I would make sure I put my seed on the altar. I didn't bring it to them. I found a, 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 fertile, a fertile land. I'm putting my seed there. It might not be too big, but my faith is bigger than the amount of money. So we give, that is why we don't say we pay. Pay my tithe. You are not owing anybody. You are giving. And giving is an evidence of love. Can you see that? <laughs> see the Muslims, when they are Ramadan, they don't joke with that. What they call what? Salah, whatever. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Does it work for them? Yes, they believe in it. You are coming to church. All your cash is 15 CD. You don't need to bring 5 CD as a seed. The fact that you have 15 CDs and that is all should tell you that your tree is empty with. is devoid of fruit. There's nothing to go and harvest. So will you wait? No. The earlier I keep sowing. And you see, and for us, when we sow, our harvest time is not like the earth. You decide your harvest by your faith. <laughs> so you can sow right now and in the next... But the way they happen to you, right? I remember when I thought about the seed thing. At the outside. He didn't have any cash on him. He was also thinking that you must have so much money and blah, blah, blah. Then I taught them. I think we were praying, right? I hadn't taught the whole church. We are finished praying and I was teaching you about seed. So that day, I don't know where he got some whatever and he got some 10 CDs. And then he came. The first time I saw him, I said, whoosh. You know, because when they come, I just, because I, I always see them sitting. So the first time I see them, I was like, okay, it's cash, be about one. 
But men can my cash in back. Because there will be a time cash name ma. Then he came to stand there. Whilst we were praying, I think I saw something and I said it to you. Immediately we finished the thing. Somebody called him from Takrade. He says, I want some deal. And the thing, the money was amazing. Then it started coming. Then it started coming. It started coming. Because that is it. He, he decided to have his harvest right after church. You two, you have been taught by human wisdom. That when you sow right now, you must wait for six months. Can you see that? The way I want you guys to handle money. See, I keep telling you that money naturally wouldn't like to stay with you. But when you embark on the principles of God, money answereth to God. Giving is one of God's principles. So once you begin to embark on that one, money has no choice but to submit. To be able to keep money under your feet. Keep going on the principles of God. Your tithe, your seed, your offering, your first fruit. So you see, we are in January. Maybe you work with a company. Your first salary for the year. What you're trying to say is God, God, this year. And you must do it by faith. Don't do it as a banker to banker. No, no, no. I'm just telling you. Do it by faith. Don't do God. I put in 10% or 50%. No. There is already a promise. But do it as though you are, you are expect, uh, expecting nothing from him. You give all to him and say, Lord, even if I go hungry the whole year, for your sake, I will. I love you so much that this is what I want to do. Obeying your word is far more important to me than what I even receive. See, there is a way to talk to God. There's a way to express your love. So there are some people that give tight. When they say, into 100, or the 10, 100 cities are or they are two up. They say, Radi Yesu, 100 idiot, 1,000. No, I heard, I heard the voice of the Holy Ghost like that. He said, that I'm not a bank. I said, that I'm not a finance house. Because that's how some people give. So the day you go through trials, you remind God of all the offering. And the tithe. Say, God, you owe me an interest. No. We don't give because we want something back. We give because we learn to obey his word and to show love to him. But there is something that comes after. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Can you see that? Let your clouds be full. The quickest way to get your class full is every meeting. Tell God, God wants to see me and you. But you see, after one month, if you are still doing one month, if you are still doing one city, it means that you are not responding properly to this thing. Because in one month, you can never tell me that God do not make somebody take a, give you a, something, maybe a 20 cities or a 50 cities or something will come into your hands. That is part of your harvest. You have never recognized that. So when the 20 CD came, you spent it. Why are you spending your seed? You are eating your seed. When you're supposed to be sowing your seed. So when the 20 CD come, immediately you increase your one to two. And the rest, you can use it for what you want to do. Take out your tithe. So actually, you are taking four CDs out of the 20. Two CDs as your tithe to God. Two CDs as. Can you see that? It is 16 CDs now, can end soon. But, but Satan will make your mind feel like the 20 CDs, it won't be enough for you. I'm giving God to. 
two city. So imagine that God even wanted something from you. Two city. When he makes a man rich with all the wealth in the world, if he doesn't have, he can't give. And God does not even use the currency we use here. The money we use here is not in heaven. But how we see able to raise a man to be because when he says, Hey, let all wealth gather to you, none can say no. None can say no. <laughs> Listen, don't let any me, I can tell you, but I don't for, that's why here we don't force anybody hey, that will bring a list. Please, you have not paid your tithe. In some churches, they will give it to your leaders. One, two, three. We don't write anybody's name and follow up anybody's tithe. Is your poverty my poverty? But I know, with the messages we are hearing here, if you guys will embark on it, you'll be amazed. You will be amazed. How we are looking for millionaires and they are here. You know, in terms of the earthly standard, we are looking for people that will handle projects. They are here. It doesn't come. You see, the one we are going to collect the money from is actually sowing a seed when the person is not a local member of the church of Christ. So the harvest goes to him there. Those that you take the envelope and they give and they keep giving, you think they are mad? If they don't see anything. See, we are all young here. You can start projecting your financial frugality or financial buoyancy from now. From now. It might look like it's crazy. Because you see, when you start giving, that's when you start building your faith in the area of finances. I'm telling you, when things are bad and I count two CD, can you still give your tithe and give your seed? I'm asking you. If you haven't learned that one, your faith is not strong enough in the area of finances. <laughs> what do you have left? He said, small oil, small dough. He said, give. He said, when, when we eat, we are dying. My son and I, when we, we are dead, he said, no, give. You are afraid of the small dough and small oil. But there is a God that is Oxano. He is the God of increase. He said, no, 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 don't worry. I cannot do it if you don't exercise your faith. So exercise your faith now and see what I will do with this. Ransford had a vision. We're praying here. He had a vision and the Lord asked him, what do you have? He didn't come to him quickly. And he said, I don't have anything. I said, you missed the voice. Oh, it's not all. If you don't train your faith in that line, God might speak to you like he spoke to Solomon. And you, you can't say anything. Look, when God asked Solomon, what do you want? You think God doesn't know that the guy will want money as a king? But your closeness to the word of God gives you a mindset of giving right results. So he said, I need wisdom to rule your people. In other words, Lord, these are your people. I want to be able to take care of them. And God says, I know. If you really want to take care of my people, you need resources to add to the wisdom to take care of them. So I'm going to give you what you have not asked for. May the Holy Ghost make you answer rightly and say the first things at the right time. When you become money conscious, when God asks you, what do you want from me? The first thing you say is the money. God said you have not answered right. And when you don't answer right, nothing follows. She said, we will eat and we will die. He said, no, 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 no. He said, give, give. For three times, he said, now I perceive that you are a man of God. Then she went to prepare the cake and brought it. In her mind, the oil and the, and the dough had finished. But when she went back again, there was somebody filling the oil, filling the dough for the rest of their lives. She wanted to end her life based on what she was seeing. But something in the spirit increased her lifespan. Faith. Faith increases your lifespan. Don't 
let money be, the day money become a God to you, the day your God is not there, you become exposed. One of the reasons why people don't give is because they think when they give, and I'm praying for us as a church, that any time we give, there's an opportunity to give, let the Holy Ghost tell us how much. There was one evening I came to church and I'd gone to the bank and I took some money. I think it was about 500 or so. Fresh notes. In my mind, I'll be releasing it small, small. But when they brought the envelope, uh, the basket, and I put my hand in there, we were struggling. We were struggling there for the first time. And the Holy Ghost said, why are you struggling? So I took everything. I don't know the one who came for the thing, if they remember. And I dropped everything in there. When I'm giving offering, whether it's one city or ten city, I'm not, I'm not shy. I put it in. Whether you see or not. Don't do this. Don't do this. Take out the money and with joy, with joy, give it to God. You'll be amazed. How he will not be shy. (laughs) Didn't Jesus tell you? Don't be shy of him and reject him before men. Say he will report you to his father and the angels. You are giving God one CD. That is what the Holy Ghost moved you to give. Why am I shy of apostle? Was it not recorded in the word of God that a woman gave a might? Coin or a might? When others were giving gold and were giving diamonds and were giving great offerings, she walked like a snail and put her might the reason why the Bible records as a match is that they saw it. Yet, the Bible says, and Jesus stood somewhere and looked into the heaven. Meanwhile, the basket was here. Jesus did not go and look into the basket. He looked somewhere and looked into the heavens and he saw, he saw that this woman's offering was the greatest. Which means, he might have seen in the books, because the Bible said there are books, can you see that? Hmm. Okay, go to the seventh one. Verse seven. And when he had... Ah, yesterday I talked, I talked about the third one. Oh, and I said it's famine. That's what I'm telling you about money. Please place yourself somewhere where you only follow God when it comes to money. I'm telling you. There's coming a time people who give you won't give you again. Because there's a prophecy that says they will be lovers of themselves. That statement, he wasn't talking about the, the man who went, no, no, no. Like gay or whatever. Because I have people teach that. Because before that scripture, in Romans chapter 1, they were doing that already. And he said he gave them up to their last. So not, that's not what he was talking about. In context, he was talking about money. That's when he told you that for the, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. So he was talking about money. But what he was trying to say is that there's coming a time where I will love myself more than I'm supposed to. When the Bible says that I should love you like myself and even in this time, like how Jesus loves me. But there's coming a time I don't care how much Jesus loves me. I can't love you like that. And that time is coming. Trust me. These youths are not um, child's play. But in this same season, God is raising mighty thing, mighty men in the area of wealth and finances. Moguls. Moguls. Are you with me? Things are going to gather for you. But they will only happen by the word. Are you with me? So when I'm teaching you for long, allow me. Amen. So, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. Do you know the colors that make a pale? One is blue. Go and look for the other one. When you add it together, it gives you pale. 
when you find the other color you will understand this horse and his name that sat this one is very interesting please and his name this is the first time the one sitting on the horse name has been mentioned the first horse was not mentioned the second horse was not mentioned the third horse was not mentioned and but the fourth horse god the holy spirit mentioned his name his name is death and hell followed him let me open your eyes to something you see the word death i think amplified captured hell is the realm of death so death takes you and puts you into himself the realm of death is called hell can you see that in the Old Testament, they call it, is it Shoah or something? Shoah, yeah. Look at, uh-huh, look at it. Good, 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 beautiful. The Greek is right. And its rider's name was death. And Hades, the realm of death. So you see, death is, is a person. And death is a realm. So death comes for you as a spirit and puts you into death the realm of death. Because anybody that enters into the realm of death is forever. Can you see it? The same way, Jesus is called the life of God. When you receive the life of God, he puts you into him life. The realm of life. Jesus is the realm of God's life. So, when you receive the life, he comes to you as a life. Behold, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the so Jesus is life. When he comes to you and you embrace him, he puts you in his realm of life. I am come that ye may have life and have it more abundantly. The same way, why not Satan? Because Satan is not the last killer. Death. So death. And I keep telling you that hell is always following death. So death picks you and gives you to hell. The realm. That is why you must stop sin from the first place. Because sin produces death. Once death comes, hell. Sin, I, keep, I, I began to match it for you. The devil cometh not but to steal sin. Kill. So death kills. And when you enter into hell, you are destroyed. That's it. Okay? Yes, Alright. And they were given authority and power over a fourth part of the earth. To what? Kill with, with a sword and with famine and with plague. Pestilence. Diseases. And with... Okay. Can I shock you? What do you think? Give me one example of wild beasts of the earth. Oh, wild beasts of the earth. Lion. Okay. Tiger. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, I'm not. I'm not tricking you. Okay, and then what? Obviously, a mouse. Kagalika. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, so let me help you here. In the Greek, the beast of the earth is not the beast you know. It's not the lion. It's not the tiger. It's not. It is rather the opposite. The statement in the Greek is, they said it's diminutive language. It means that they are animals that are unseen to the eye. Minute, like you, the eye cannot see them. They are called the beasts of the earth. So COVID was one. SARS was one. They are microscopic. That's what the Bible calls the beast of the earth. You see, the devil doesn't need to bring a lion to you. All he needs to do is to bring a virus to you and it to deal with you. 
See how many people the virus killed. Now, the Holy Spirit was telling me that this one, this particular seal, Satan has the right to take it when he wants. He has the right to function when he wants. It's your small, small prayer that is stopping him. <laughs> you see the word plague? It's the same word affliction. The Greek calls it I mentioned to you, if you remember. Nego. Okay? That is the same word as being struck or struck with something. Do you remember Jesus in, Ma- in Isaiah chapter 53? He was stricken. That same word. Are you here? Yes, sir. Okay. This kind of pestilence, and pestilence is, is, is severe than pandemic. Please, we are going to enjoy, they are going to enjoy the highest ones. What happened? The COVID one was not pandemical. It was rumor of pandemic. Because it didn't really get to anywhere, everywhere. There were some countries that the impact was very little. Pestilence is the one that happened in Egypt. When God releases pestilence on you, everyone, even in your room, you see, that's why I told you that if somebody says that sicknesses has nothing to do with the devil, they don't know what they are saying. The Bible says they have been given, the death and, and hell have been given power to strike. And they are, they can, they are striking with, with diseases, with, you know, microscopic organisms that are unseen to the eye. That is how infirmities are like. So you can be a minister and you are casting out devil and you never knew it was an infirmity. You are going, get out devil, get out Satan. Nothing will leave. You must understand you are dealing with infirmity. A lot of cancers, a lot of fibroids are infirmities. And until you mention infirmity, you are not dealing, you don't even know what you are dealing with. Because that's how some demons are. Some demons are infirmity. They are very minute and microscopic. And they spread around like that. Years ago, around circle, I told you, there was a madman that used to stand there. He had some body odor. He was a principality at the odor, odor, whatever. And anybody that passes, you will heal. You go home with sickness. Yes. So I was walking with my father. About 100 meters to the guy, he said, you know, and he warned me, he said, you do what? Don't breathe. So he held my hand and we got there. And then we passed. Yeah. yeah. It's not everybody order that is normal. Okay, I'm not talking about people. Is. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying everybody that has an order is demonic. There are some people that is genetic. There are people that they are trying to... It's not. It's, it's in their genes. And sometimes you need prayer to make it go away. Mm-hmm. don't ever think you are the best until the time of life has been exhausted because in between life something you never expected can pop up so if I sit close to somebody I've ministered to people you remember the old man the clutches for one week the scent was in my mouth it was, it was on my hands, literally. Because the man for several months hasn't taken his bath. He wee-wees on, him, on himself. He poops on himself. And God told me I was sleeping. God said, go. Go and go to where they are. Go and handle something for me. Those of you that remember, I saw you, I saw Irajua. When you were sitting, you saw me, you, you got up. You are not my business. He made a sermon. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm fast. Daddy, I'm back. 
But they realized I wasn't because I was looking for who God says I should come. Then I saw him sitting in a wheelchair. And I parked my car and I went straight to him. And I said, can I pray for you? God says I should pray for you. You look at me like this. Then he agreed at the end of the day. Pastor Bright came. I knelt down to pray. I pulled my trouser up. And I got into the gutter. Because he was sitting in, right by gutter. I got into the gutter. And I held his leg. I, people were surprised I was doing that. They thought I was mad. The man had done this. Because he has so much pain in his spine. He can't do this. And I said, can I pray? I said, I'll pray for you. When this one goes, you know God will make you work. Then that's when he believed. Then I laid my hands and I prayed. Then he looked at Pastor. I said, hey. He said, I call. Now when I speak, he begins to listen. I prayed. His legs were heavy. I was massaging the leg. I was, I was hitting the leg. I, the thing was entering me. At the point, I look at the gutter to see if it's the gutter. But I realized it was not. When we showed him, Pastor Bright came. And I think you came to Diamond. And a few people. And all of you came later. And we started praying for him. The area people were working, they were watching us. Because he was somebody they've written off. But to the glory of God. This man said, his faith came alive. He said, hold me, I'll walk. And we held him. And he began to walk. For several years. After our prayer, he migrated from wheelchair to clutches. Now when he comes to church, he will give to somebody and he will hold the stairs and climb upstairs. One, two, three, four. And come and sit. So I ask myself, for love, I don't care. If God saw him and loved him, and wanted me to go and speak. Because we, we made him receive Jesus. Because we never knew he was going to die. Because he's dead now. For all you know, the walking is not what was in the heart of God. But just so that he could receive Jesus into his heart. Because after some time, he, be he began walking. He was going to Madina Market. We showed him love. Thank you, all of you. You guys will bring money together. We'll put it in an envelope. We'll give it to him. Because nobody was minding him. The wife has run away, children, everybody. He, he was helpless. No money to buy food. But we showed love. And he's, today, when he sees us in heaven, he will come and run and hug us. Because if we had not gone to preach the gospel there, we wouldn't have found him. He would have died and gone to hell. And we would have been sleeping in our rooms because it's a Saturday. It was a holiday actually. But on that holiday, we decided to trade our holiday to telling somebody Jesus loves you. If it is only that person on that day that the Lord made us receive, it's a big crown. And a big jaw in heaven. This is the second time I've ministered timely to people who died. I didn't know they would die. One was Linda, that lady young, I told you about. Mikey, that you know her. I didn't know she would die in two years. But after she came to know the Lord, I was in school and they told me Linda was dead. I was the only person that wasn't moved. I said, yes. Why? She, 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 she received Jesus. And anytime I think, anytime I think about her, I just know when she, I, I go to heaven, she'll be one of the people that will run and come and hug me. Because if I had not done it, I'm not talking about I just went to preach for her. Her life was being messed up. You can ask, Yasumana, Imemasem, all the boys in the area were sleeping with her 12 years. Sleeping with her. When this girl holds microphone. Yet, the choir masters will take advantage. The choir directors, elderly men, young men. This is one friend. Mommy, when they send this, so I had to ask, go beg her mother, for her to come and live with me in my, my father's house. So she came to live there. Now when we send her here, I will pass here. I, I was doing it spiritually and physically. Yeah. Did he help her? Oh yes. At a point she came back to herself. I feel Linda Nastati Yekesi. 
that when you see her, be like, wow. Her mother came. All she was doing was weeping. She wept and wept and wept and thanked my father. My father said, thank my son. 12 a.m. We'll be sitting now studying mathematics. I went, I went that far. We will learn from 6 p.m. to 12 midnight. Why? Because, because of that character, we're repeating class, yes, classes. We're repeating. She couldn't cross over. But after the physical and the spiritual enforcement, she qualified to GSS. Apparently, the girl was so smart. Satan deceived her. When she entered GSS 1, first term, second term, pam, she died. And I was so glad. Those of you that I tell you, stop this. Don't go here. Don't do this. God has been using me to do that. Even for 12 years. So when I do jai jai na unjaya. Because I never knew. Obeko. Okay. Nine. When the lamb broke. The, okay, now we, okay, we won't go to the fifth seal. Okay, so I'll tell you something about um, the now the Holy Spirit said to me that Psalm 91 is the antidote for the fourth, fourth seal the death and the pestilence so I began to look through Psalm 91 again go there then I began to read I've taught you this before. But look at it in this context. That death and hell have been given power to, 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 to afflict with diseases and the beast of the earth. Okay? But Psalm 91 is a soothing and a promising chapter that tells you that in the midst of all these afflictions and all these things become because the Lord has loaded his plan for you in this whole chapter. And he began by telling you that the first place where you, you are so safe is actually in himself. So, now you see Psalm 91 differently. Do you want to see it differently? Okay. So, look at it. He said, he, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. And I've taught you this. In between Shalom and what? Uh, El Shaddai and what? Elion. And that is where Christ is found. So he's saying that he that dwelleth in Christ. So the first place of safety for us is in Christ. Uh, I see something different here. The first place he tells you is in him. Look at the second one. Go on. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Will I trust? Huh? Surely, Look at this promise. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and now say what? Now the pestilence is one of the powers that has been given to hell and death. It has been given them. Listen, if you can take your Bible every day and, and recite Psalm 91 from verse 1 to 16 every day, it will give you joy your heart to be at peace. It does not matter what you go through. Okay? Go on. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. It's talking about protection. Protection left, right, center, north, east, west, and south. Go on. Then he said, when the above are done, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Uh -huh. For the again for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. 
Uh huh. Then he said, A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Why? Only with your eyes shall thou behold and see. This is how he reads, in other words. Only with your eyes shall thou see and see the reward of the wicked. So there are two kinds of seeing here. There is one that sees victory. And there's one that sees the destruction of them. So you will see and you will see. Can you see that? Okay. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Uh huh. There shall no evil before thee. Oh, you do, we're not excited by this. Neither shall any. Can you see? So, in this time, if the devil decides to strike the world, The reason why you should not be afraid is because he said there shall no evil before thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Where is your dwelling? Your place of abode. This is what Jesus is saying. Why? Because he that dwelleth. Because you dwell in there. Alright, go on. Okay, now here's the thing. Because I don't have time, I can't get into it, but for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in thy ways. Go on. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shalt thou shall dash thy foot against a stone. Hmm. What does it mean? Do you remember in Matthew chapter 4? Satan quoted this scripture. Go and check it. He misquoted it. He misquoted it. I know when you go and look, you won't see. When he misquoted it, Jesus' statement was, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He said, They shall bear thee up, and not, lest you dash thy foot against the stone. I know you have read this. Have you ever found out what is the stone? You know, for a long time, I also thought it was physical stone. So anytime I, you know, I hit my foot against a stone, I'll be like, you, this angel, you are in trouble. <laughs> now, why did Satan take Jesus up there? And he told him to, to throw himself down. Because Satan doesn't know the word of God. I know you have heard men of God say some Satan even knows the word of God more than some Christians. It's a lie. He knows what we say. No spirit knows what is in your head until you say it. When he keeps you, when you, he, they keep hearing uh, you say it, they pick on it. Satan can determine your failure by your words. He can determine your victory by your words. Good angels, they can embark on assignment for you by your words, not by your thoughts. Demons, the same. I know you've heard it. If anybody tells you, you don't know what the word of God is. They said Satan knows the scripture before, because he was quoting this. He misquotes every time. He started in the, in the garden. He misquoted God. To Adam and Eve. Because they did not know. They couldn't tell. The same way. If you don't know the word of God. Satan will misquote. The word of God to you. And you will act upon it. Jesus. When Satan misquoted it. Jesus said. You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Because Satan had an agenda. For Jesus to jump. That was not the purpose of that scripture. That's why. Hmm, ladies and gentlemen. When we are keeping you and bombarding you with the word, it's not because we don't have anything to do. Because this devil you are dealing with, 
not a fool. He doesn't get tired. The first time he came in contact with the word of God, what has been said, he said, has God said? Then, he said something, a fact, and he added lies to it. The lies told me he didn't hear everything. Or, his purpose behind what he's saying is not exactly what God said. You don't know the word of God. He will come to you. He won't use anything. But the same word of God you never understand. It's as if, as if in your head. Now, it doesn't matter. You can be a man of God, a whatever, bishop, whatever. If you don't know the word, the truth of the word, how can the devil know the truth? Tell me. How can he know the truth? It is impossible. He will only, he will only say what you have been saying and use it against you. It is like angels. If angels were acting on based on what we are thinking, we won't have a problem. As you think, they pick it and they act it. But Psalm 103 verse 20 does not tell you that. The Bible says they hearken unto the voice of the word. Which brings me to this. If you don't learn the word of God, the words that come out of your mouth, Satan can feed on against you. So learn the word of God and so when you open your mouth, what comes out are words that pushes angels to embark on an assignment. Now the question is, the Bible says that for he has given his angels charge over thee. Angels. If you are a good Bible student, you ask yourself, how many of these angels has God given me that will keep me in their palm? How many? Your language, your words you speak determines how many angels can be active at a, at a time. Look at the statement. For he shall give his angels charge over you. The question is, how many angels? And these angels don't, because God has said they should do this. Yes, they are available. And I, I, I did some mathematics and I showed you that each one of you can have about 7,000, 6 to 7,000 angels at your beck and call. Based on what you are saying. Based on what you are saying. You get it? Angels don't listen to you because you are just talking. They don't even listen to the word you are saying unless the word has a voice. No wonder you are making declaration. You are, doing, you are quoting words. Your words has no voice. Look at it. Look, he said, praise ye, you are his angels. His mighty angels. Uh -huh. Go there, Psalm 103 verse 20, quickly. He said, bless the Lord or praise the Lord. He ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandment, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Their words and their voice of words. So you are just declaring. No voice. Didn't you understand when Jesus came, he was the word that was made flesh? He never had the voice until the Holy Ghost came. Without the Spirit of God, there's no voice. You are just speaking words. Kwekubunsam takes our Bible and he quotes it. He speaks the word. There's no voice. Said voice has nothing to do. So you see, you have, you have six to seven thousand angels at your, you, only you, your beck and call. Why is situation not changing? Why? Why are demons? Why are you still fighting demons? Why are you still fighting devils? Do you think we are called to fight them? What is the work of the angels? 
Did he not tell you in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14? Are these angels not ministering spirit sent forth to do what? Minister for. Not minister to. Minister for. I must speak. They must act. When they minister to me, they talk to me. When they minister for me, they pick my words and they act on. But your words must have voice. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. You can be speaking words. I'm telling you, even Jesus, the Bible says that, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. He, he never had the voice until he was baptized. And the Holy Ghost came. Then he got a voice. I've taught you this before, I think long ago. Long ago, just two years ago. Spirit plus word gives you a voice. That's the name of our ministry. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Fernessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name,